Welcome to another episode of Why We Love, and today I have only one thing to say. It's Morbin time. Yes, today I'm going to be talking about the um, the newest Marvel legend to arrive, because that was how they marketed this thing. Um... It's it, the, the film's Morbius. I'm talking about Morbius, obviously, um, which is such a strange. It's not a strange film. It's a bad film, but it's it's such a its existence is as strange as it is. It's it's just baffling. Like um, I'm surprised it exists. Um, but it, it, it's the only film I'm, I mean, there may be others, but it's the only film I'm aware of that has been released into cinemas, bombed harder than any film ever has done, has been turned into a meme on Twitter and a meme becoming so popular that they just, that the powers that be at Sony decide to put Morbius back into cinemas only for only for it to bomb again. This is a film that has bombed twice, which is an impressive achievement. Uh, so if this film has done nothing else of any worthwhileness, which it hasn't, it has proved that a bad film can bomb twice. It's... I, I, I am truly in awe of what this film has accomplished. Um, it's so Sony. I think I'm. I'm not sure how the whole Marvel Sony deal work, but I think the way it tracks is the MCU has Spider Man, but Sony can make films out of all like the like ancillary characters because um in like the mcu spider-man it's not your usual like groups of people i think there's, there's like no mention of the osborns um mj isn't mary jane she's um is it michelle jones it's something like but mj isn't the standard mj we think of so, but I think Sony has like the rights to like all the surrounding characters, so that's why they've done um, the Venom series, which remains both well liked and like makes money, which just is a damning indictment of the world we live in at the moment, but um. So, yeah, so Sony are just churning out, like, these films about Spider-Man villains, but, like, making them into, like, kind of anti-heroes, in a way. Like, Venom is ultimately a vigilante good guy, even if he does eat people. Morbius, well, they've set him up to be a good guy. He kills a, he kills the evil vampire at the end. Oh, by the way, yeah, I should interject there. I'm just going straight spoilers into this because 
if you haven't seen Morbius, you don't need to. If you have seen Morbius, you know what I'm talking about. So at the end of Morbius, he kills the evil vampire, so they've kind of set him up to be like a good guy, but he drinks blood, so therefore he's like a dark and bruising anti-hero type. So I think Sony are just going to keep churning these out till they have enough characters to make a Sinister Six movie, which is just chronic. <laughs> um, so the the plot, such as it is, um, is Michael Morbius has this incurable disease that means he can like barely walk and he's very frail and he's just generally gonna die at some point. And he befriends at the hospital where we stay in this other sickly lad who turns up. And he gives him a very, like, distasteful nickname, which is based on the fact that, like, he's f- all, all the people he makes friends with. It's not like all the friends he make, like, all the people he makes friends with who has this particular disease, particular disease just die quickly, so he just doesn't bother learning their names. So already from the get-go, Michael Morbius is an asshole. <laughs> He's just an obnoxious little shit. And um, he grows up to be Jared Leto and the other kid who's called Lucian. Um, he grows up to be Matt Smith. And Morbius goes to this island to collect some bats for science, bat science, and he creates this chemical which might be a cure for, you know, the affliction that both he and Matt Smith have. And so, but because testing things on yourself is illegal, I guess they do it on a boat over international waters, and it works insofar as... He gets a six-pack and he's pretty all right. Uh, The side effect being he has an uncontrollable thirst for blood and he just, like, mows his way through, like, just a group of mercenaries. But the certificate is not high enough to allow for the appropriate levels of violence and general cool stuff. So it's all, like, PG-13 violence. So it's, like, you hear splattering, but you don't see anything. Um... And when he comes back, Matt Smith's like, oh, you're jacked and sexy now, Jared Leto. What happened? And he's like, oh, took this blood thing from some bats, but it's a bad thing, so you can't have any of it. So Matt Smith gets annoyed and steals some of the uh, cure, takes it himself and becomes a bad vampire in the least shocking twist in history. (laughs) Um... And it's just it's just that story again. Just okay, guy gets powers, bad guy gets same powers, and they're gonna hit each other for a bit. And that's mainly all there is to it. There's also like this side story thing going on with Tyrese Gibson of Fast and Furious fame and some other guy who I don't know. And Tyrese Gibson in his interview said. Uh, in the comic books, there's this guy who has, like, a cybernetic arm. Um, So he's a superhero in his own right. 
um, this cybernetic arm can do like loads of cool shit. And he signed on to do like three Michael Morbius films because um, he wanted to play this guy. Um, and this in in the trailer as well. In one of the trailers, um, you see him with like a mechanical like forearm. In the the finished product of the film, there is no mention of an arm whatsoever. His his arms. We well, I think he wears a coat like all the time, so you can you can never see his forearm anyway. And he's just he's just a guy with a gun. He's not. There's nothing remarkable about him at all, which is a real shame because, like. This film could have used some excitement to level with it. It's not a good movie. Um, um, you know what? Honestly, I when I set out to record this, I was like, "Oh, you know what? I won't. I won't just totally like slam it into the ground because everyone else has done that." And I won't get very much right mileage out of that. And all I've done so far is Slater and I've run out of things to say about the fucking thing. Um, I suppose in like the good aspects of it, Adria or Jonah's in it and she's very talented. Um, um, at acting, like whatever she's in, she acts well. Um, I would say her, you know, her abilities of picking good scripts is not great because everything she's in has been middling to bad. Um, but her acting skills are like top notch, so you know, more power to you. Um, Matt Smith's the only person who seems to realise how ridiculous this film is. He he is having fun with it, and. Um, Doctor Who, uh, former Doctor Who co-star Cameron Gillan was the one who encouraged him to take the role because she's in superhero films now and she's, you know, she's doing well for it because she's playing Nebula. It's like she's having a great old time with it. <laughs> Tells Matt Smith to be in a superhero film and he gets dealt the hand of Morbius and I'm just like, ah, oh, poor guy. And he dies at the end, so... Who cares? Um, but he 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 seems to know like the quality of the film he's in. He's, he's really like hamming it up and just having a good time with it, which is you know fun to see. He, when he was on when he was on screen, the film did like crackle with an energy that was missing from the rest of it. Because Morbius as a character, I don't think Morbius as a character is dull, but Jared Leto plays him. Very, very dull. Um, I mean, out of the two soup like comic book characters he's played, I mean, I don't want to see him do the Joker ever again. But out of the two performances, performances we got, at least the Joker was mildly interesting. Morbius is just. Dull as dishwater. Um, yeah, it's, it's also, it's, 
I mean, the trailer and the film are two very different bits because they show scenes that are like longer with the trailer than they are in the film. There's been reshoots and re-edited. Because in the trailer, there's quite there's a line which I thought was quite funny. Which this this guy who did in the film works he works in like a a drug den uh, goes, "Oh, who are you?" And uh, Morbius goes, um, "My name is Venom," and growls at him. And then he goes, "Oh, just kidding! It's me, Michael, um, Doctor Michael Morbius, at your service." Which I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. In the film, he just goes, my name is Venom, and growls at him. And then the guy runs off, and I was like, what on earth are you... This is like a bad editing job, because it doesn't work if he doesn't clarify, I'm not Venom, but there you go. Um, so that sets in mo or that, that line means effectively that Venom and Morbius are in the same universe. The the, the Sony Cinematic Universe, if you will, skew, but uh, or the Sony Cinematic Universe of movies, because then it has the acronym SCUM, which <laughs> describes the whole situation far better. Um, but yeah, so Venom and Morbius are in the same universe, which is quite frankly appalling because, I mean, it's good because if they're both in the same universe, that means I can make a very legitimate claim that they are existing in the worst timeline because they are both the worst. However, <laughs> with the MCU, they, they played a very clever trick, I think, anyway, on... Uh, Sony, because they um, had as a repercussion of Doctor Strange's spell in Spider-Man No Way Home, they had Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock come over to the MCU and then return home again, but he left a bit of like black goop behind. So, so essentially now, Marvel has, the MCU has access to the black goop, that so they can do their own version of Venom, and with any luck, you know, do it well. Um, and when I saw that, I was absolutely delighted. I was like, "Yes, we might actually get a good Venom. This is great." But the the Faustian pact with the devil that they made is that in this film, it turns out that the uh, Sony Cinematic Universe of Movies, Scum. <sighs> they give us they, we the MCU gets potential to do Venom. Scum gets Michael Keaton, which is a bargain that should not be made. Michael Keaton is a legend, and he deserves better than what he's got because he's going to be one of the Sinister Six in this scum universe and he appears and delivers some of the worst dialogue um, in movie history 
in such a bored tone of voice, uh, which basically sets up that the Vulture is now part of uh, the Scum universe. And I'm, I'm so gutted. I would rather, like, the potential for the Vulture to come back in, like, the MCU than, than this. This is... This is bad news. This is bad. I hate it so much. The interesting thing about it does mean that so far in their Sinister Six uh, film that they're building up towards, they've got Morbius, Venom, The Vulture. I think they're doing Craven the Hunter. So that's four out of five. Four out of five, what am I talking about? Four out of six. So there's two spots to still be filled by Sony, and I'm, I'm interested to see who they have as the final two members of the Sinister Six um, in their universe. Because um, Scorpion and Mysterio are in the MCU. Uh I mean, they could do an alternative version of Doctor Octopus, I guess. Um, Green Goblin, that's a possibility too. Um, New Goblin, New Goblin from the the Sam Raimi trilogy, everyone's favourite villain, New Goblin. Um, They could have Black Cat. I mean, there's lots of Spider-Man villains. The the they did in Amazing Spider-Man too, but like they, oh no, Amazing Spider-Man was them, wasn't it? It was Sony, so they could have any of the villains they put in the Amazing Spider-Man. So they could do Electro again. They could do the Rhino, uh, weird, creepy Dane DeHaan, Green Goblin. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean it's not it's not inconceivable. I just so far they've made three films, Sony have of their weird like just mishmash hodgepodge universe thing. And they've all been bad. Venom, bad. Venom, let there be carnage. Worse. Um, Morbius, bad. Um, that being said, I would rather see Morbius 2 than a Venom 3. So, you know, if there has to be one, then I would take Morbius any day of the week because there was a certain uh, entertainment value watching something so desperately tragic. Um, and they, they set up some vaguely interesting things and hey, as far as I'm concerned I like to imagine if a film sets up for a sequel I like to imagine what the sequel could be now I would love because the, the way they set things up this is me going to just like pitch a random Morbius sequel at you for a moment so bear with me on this they've set up that uh Adria Ajona is still alive, and I can't remember her character's name because the film's boring, but she's still, well, she's not alive, she's a vampire now. 
Morbius is still around and Morbius and the Vulture have teamed up to, to quote the great man himself, do some good. So if the next film, if Morbius 2, it's Morbin time, uh, if we see, if that film opened with, like, an outbreak of vampirism in, in the city, there's been more and more vampires just cropping up and, like, you know, doing some, like, menacing stuff. It's just, like, vampire here and vampire there just going around causing havoc up the certificate a bit because fucking hell, pg is no good. You just have vampires all over the place. you got Morbius, like, chasing him down, doing the best he can. He's got Adrian too, because he's got the Vulture, like, doing, like, a load of, like, also taking down the vampires, because he's in a big bulky suit with, like, a big big wings, and they could probably fire stuff out of them. So he's taking them down, too. And then they're like, oh, there's, like, vampires just cropping up everywhere. This is, this is weird and spooky shit. And then... You can have that. It's Adria Adria Arjona's character. She's just lurking somewhere, just like creating more and more vampires, like a a vampire queen type thing, and just generally, like, you know, siring more and more vampires just to, you know, just just to fuck with Michael Morbius a bit. And then, I don't know, just add in, give Tyrese his fucking metal arm, let him do some, be, you know, exciting. Uh, well, he's he's essentially in the Morbius universe. He's a good guy, so you know, have him in do some exciting stuff with his arm. Go like full bionic commando with you. Just have him like shoot his fist out and punch people. It'd be great. Like a vampire's rushing towards him, he just fires his fist and just hits him in the head. It'd be great. You could now. Speculation was that in a future sequel. You have Morbius versus Blade and the Mahershala Ali version of Blade. I'm like, no, 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 no. Because Mahershala Ali is gonna be the MCU Blade. You don't you don't wanna you don't wanna you don't want uh you don't wanna put your new prestige blade up against Morbius because that would involve tainting the MCU with scum. So what you do is there is another blade out there. There's another blade in, blade in existence. Get Wesley Snipes back as Blade. Have Wesley Snipes fight Michael Morbius. It'd be great. Wesley Snipes Blade versus Michael Morbius. To have that in the sequel, eventually they team up. Or you have that as the third film. It's Morbius versus Blade. It'll be great. It'd be a great time. Um... This is this has felt more rambly than it it usually is. I usually like try and keep my thoughts more structured. Um, hopefully, you followed it thus far and you're actually enjoying this. Um, I'm going to take a short break now, just to like grab a drink of water because my throat's starting to hurt. Um, uh, feel free to pause, go do whatever you need to, but and you know, come back after the break. Please. Welcome back. Um, hope you got yourself some water or a drink or just uh, went to the toilet. I uh, and I hope you are back um, for this because yeah, it's been a bit off the rails. <laughs> um, 
I mean, it reflects the movie. The movie itself is off the rails, just not not far enough off the rails to be too entertaining, but off the rails enough to kind of like, you know, be surprising that it exists. Um, yeah, and and the meme work on 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 Twitter has been so um, so widespread. Well. As you've heard, it's been widespread enough that it prompted Sony to put the film back into cinemas again for it to bomb a second time. But um, it's been so widespread enough that Jerry Leto, him, <laughs> the Dracula himself, um, created, well, created, filmed like a little like five-minute skit where it showed him reading a script called Morbius to it's Morbin time, and it's just like, oh god. So the the joke is self aware now. The the meme, the giant meme sandworm is just eating its own tail, and it's just become this vicious cycle now. Um. Well, I suppose it's time for the the obligatory and most pointless part of the show: the star rating. Uh, Morbius. I mean, yeah, it gets two stars. <laughs> Fuck it. Put that on your poster, Morbius. You got two stars from this podcast that no one listens to. So, you know, well, well done, you. Um, yeah, there's not really that much to say. I've rambled a bit about the film incoherently, but I have done that. I very quickly and very loosely pitched a sequel, and I've given it the star rating. Um, there's nothing really. There's not that much left for me to do here. I don't really want to talk about it that much more because it's bad. Um, has a little addendum on here actually. This is not to do with Morbius. This is like a little bonus thing for sitting through the Morbius dross. You get what I'm about to say, which is a very, 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 very brief, uh, my opinion on Sonic the Hedgehog two. Now, full spoilers for Sonic the Hedgehog two. I'm going to go right into there, but that movie is so good, like. Of all, like, video game movies have, like, had a long and troubled history of generally being bad. And then, like, you've got things like Uncharted, which come out, which I I guess are fine, because the games themselves were pretty much films. You just had to press a button for the, you know, the scene to continue. But the Sonic the Hedgehog games, they they, when they were at their best, that is to say Sonic, Sonic 2... Sonic 3, Sonic and Knuckles, and none of the others. They were platformers. They were platforming games. That There was no, like, deep lore. It was just, oh, here's Sonic. He wants to save the animals from Dr. Robotnik, who wants to turn them into robots. Simple. And then it was like, oh, there's these things called Chaos Emeralds. They come from this floating island where Knuckles lives. You know, and... But Sonic the Hedgehog 2 
it was it was such a good film. A- apart from the bit with the human characters in Hawaii and the secret agent marrying the sister for ugh, that was rubbish. The fact I, I don't know why they bothered wasting fifteen to twenty minutes on that because that was truly awful. However, everything else about it was near perfection. Sonic was, you know, as charming as ever. You had Tails, who was just adorable. Um, You had Knuckles in it, who voiced by Idris Elba and was great. Although they did, they did not so much in the earlier segments of the film, but, like, right towards the end where he's, like, a good guy, they they are kind of doing the, like, the, the joke with Knuckles becomes very similar to the joke with Starfire from Teen Titans Go, which is that his, like, grasp of language is bad. <laughs> like, I, think, I can't remember what it is, but it, he says he, I, he beats Sonic at baseball i think it is and he says something like haha i beat you at the basing of the ball or some something to that effect and i was like okay i i i i see you're doing the the teen titans go version of starfire very good because you know if you're gonna poach something poach it from quality teen titans goes teen titans go is great and starfire is probably the best character in it so yeah by all means do it knuckles was a highlight first Sonic the Hedgehog 2. It absolutely, he absolutely was. Um, and it's cool that they got a big name like Idris Elba to voice him. That was really cool. Because when I was like a kid, like Diddy kid, um, my favourite Sonic character, I mean, broadly speaking, was Knuckles. Because I thought he was cool and in Sonic and Knuckles you could just like climb up the wall with these big, you know, Knuckles. It, 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 he was generally like a, a cool character that I quite liked. Um, but yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. I'm amazed that these films are as good as they are and surprisingly faithful to the games. Like when Dr. Robotnik like builds the big robot at the end, I was delighted and had like little flashbacks to my childhood when I was playing the Sonic the Hedgehog 2 game where you have to jump into the thing and avoid the spikes so yeah um jim carrey may not be returning for the for the third one um which i mean it's a shame but they've kind of like there's only so much time like so many times that you can do doctor but i mean that's the thing about the games the games can be to have the same story, providing they shake up the mechanics. So when you get to Sonic and Knuckles, and it's the same story for a fourth time, they add a secondary playable character. And that's why in the third one, Sonic the Hedgehog 3, the, the big antagonist in that, is Knuckles. He's the bad guy for the, for the most part. Um, and then it's like Dr. Robotnik at the end comes in as like the big bad. Um, but yeah... Um, but they, the, the the post credit sequence for Sonic the Hedgehog 2, the, the, the big setup for Sonic the Hedgehog 3, is Shadow the Hedgehog, which blew my mind. It really did. Because they were like, 
oh, Dr. Robotnik, we, we can't find his body in the wreckage. And I was like, oh, that's leaving it open for Dr. Robotnik to return. So what next? And then they were like, we, we, the a black site has become active again. It's Project Shadow. And I was like, Shadow? No. And the tube comes out of the ground. And it's just got a Shadow the Hedgehog in there. And his eyes open and they're red. And I was like, whoa. Like, these films are off the fucking chain, but they're so good. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm Sonic the Hedgehog 3. I am so excited about it. I, I just doesn't bear thinking about um so yeah if we're gonna if we're gonna do a that's just a little aside i just wanted to get that in there because i haven't done an episode of this since i did the pokemon smash or pass which is looking at the analytics is the highest listened to episode or the episode that's had the most amount of plays but it definitely is the worst episode i've ever i've ever done um so yeah I just wanted to get in that I love Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Um, and to do a star rating for that, that is definitely like... <sighs> I want to say four, but I think I gave the first film four, and it's definitely better than the first film, so it's got to be a five out of five. Sonic the Hedgehog 2, five out of five. Brilliant. So, yeah, um... Probably going to leave it there for this episode. Um, you know, do the usual stuff, like, leave a comment, all that, all that jazz. And I'm hoping again to make these more regular. Um, I mean, I see enough films that I sh- can do a high output of these. Um, I'm not sure what the next episode is going to be what film I'm going to talk about. I am planning on watching um, Dashcam uh, pretty soon, which is the new horror from the director of Host. Now, Host was a lockdown film that I... a lockdown horror film that was very, very crummy in a... you know, and had nothing interesting or original to say because its premise had all been done before at least four times and in all of those four times in a more interesting way. So I wasn't favourable about that and the fact that people fawned over it so much was just annoying to me. Uh, that was a definite one out, one out of five film for me. But... Um, I am going to give Dashcam a watch, and I may talk about it. I have Googled reviews of it, and some are either say it's really good and really tense, and I have seen a couple of two-star reviews that have said it's borderline unwatchable. So depending on how I find that, it may be that that I'm talking about next. Um, But, uh, yeah. Um, Hope you are having a good day, wherever you are. Um... Thank you for listening, and I will see you in the next one. Bye.